This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 102 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. The Wild West comes to Stable Scoop. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at omegaalpha.ca. Also, Equestrian Collections. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. Bring you the news through hell or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop I am Glenn the Geek, and this is the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Well, everybody, I wanted to let you know that Helena is not here this week. She had a death in the family a couple of days ago and, and has that to deal with, and we wish her and her family the very best, uh, and she'll be back again next week. But this week, I have a very special co-host, somebody that I have known for years, and we just I just love talking to this guy. He's, he's a great guy, and he's also one of the best marketers that the horse world has ever seen. Uh, he's absolutely brilliant when it comes to marketing, and he's been on the show before. He's a good friend of the Horse Radio Network. Welcome, Uncle Jimmy. How are you doing, Glenn? Uncle Jimmy here, and how's everybody out there? Good. Well, it's so good to have you on as the co-host. And of course, we're, we are celebrating a little bit today because as of next week, Uncle Jimmy becomes the newest advertiser on the Stable Scoop radio show. Yay! <laughs> we are very excited about that, Uncle Jimmy. Now we get to talk about your hanging balls and your licky things every week. I'm very good. I like talking about my hanging balls and my licky things every week. <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be a good idea. And before everybody <laughs> that doesn't know you turns off the show, uh, uh, Uncle Jimmy actually has a line of products. What's your website, Uncle Jimmy? It's www.uncle-jimmy's. Uh, uh, and Uncle Jimmy sells a line of horse treats, and that's what we're talking about there uh, <laughs> earlier, is we're talking about his horse treats. He has Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls and Uncle Jimmy's Licky Things and a couple of other different products on there as well. has a great website. If you check out uncle-jimmys.com, you'll see it there. And we just want to thank you for for your support, for joining the Stable Scoop radio show. And we're, we're just excited to be working with you and, and talking to you on a regular basis. Well, it's, it's a pleasure for being here. Uh, I know we've talked, uh, talked before this uh, many times, and the Valentine show uh, yes. has always been a lot of fun for me. So. We have Uncle Jimmy on every time during the Valentine's special Valentine's episode because, you know, it's Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls and Uncle Jimmy's licky things. We've got to have him on. So, I'm it, such a romantic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we're not going there. Uh, so okay. <laughs> So it is fun to have you on, and, and it, it's uh, always fun. I'm looking forward. We're actually going to get to see you here in a couple of weeks at the uh, trade show in Philadelphia, and we're looking yes, forward to that. 
we'll get to see you in in person at the Ada show. So so that's going to be. I'm looking a, forward to looking forward to that one. Well, you're actually in Pennsylvania. You're not too far from uh, from. You're a lot closer to Philadelphia than we are here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, so Uncle Jimmy hails out of Pennsylvania, and you also do ride, don't you, Uncle Jimmy? Yes, I do. What yes, kind of I riding do. do you do? Every chance I get. Um, I was doing the uh, uh, punning, chasing the cattle and herding the cattle in and so forth, but uh, I've gotten so uh, busy here with the, with the company that I've not been able to, to go back into that. So I just pretty much ride uh, locally around the lake and so forth, and just pleasure riding. And I, we should tell everybody that, uh, that we well, actually need to congratulate you on the air here. Recently retired as an airline pilot to do the Uncle Jimmy thing full time. Yes, 32 years in the air, and I think I'm just about done with airplanes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep my feet on the ground now. You're going to be taking trains however, from now on? <laughs> however, no, I, actually, now I'm traveling so much at the different shows. Uh, but I'm sitting in the back. That's that's uh, a little bit nicer to uh, sit there and say, "Oh, stewardess, could I have a drink, please?" You know, <laughs> less and, buttons uh, and dials, too, huh? It. I'm sorry. Less buttons and dials. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, just my iPod. That's it. Well, we have a neat show planned for everybody today. Uh, the title says it all. The Wild West comes to Stable Scoop. We are speaking today a little bit later to Don Ensley, who is the one who runs the Great American Wild West Show. It's a traveling Wild West show, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, we also have one of his performers on, a good old cowboy by the name of Max Reynolds. He'll be on the show as well. He plays Buffalo Bill in the show, and he looks remarkably like him, too. So we're looking forward to having them both on to talk about the Wild West show. It sounds like a lot of fun. But first, we have some announcements for the Horse Radio Network, and we're going to get an update from Kathleen on Kathleen's Wild Ride. She said she'd be able to catch up with us today. She'd be riding, but be able to talk to us while she's clip-clopping down the road. So we're looking forward to having her on, too. First, some announcements from the Horse Radio Network. One is that we are excited to announce that you can now listen to our shows through an iPhone application. A hallway, we worked with Hallway Feeds. They have one of the best iPhone applications for the horse world. If you just go on your iPhone or your, your uh, iTouch and search for a Hallway, H-A-L-L-W-A-Y, Feeds, you can bring them up and download their application for free. And what theirs is is a news application. It follows all the news around the horse world and all the different disciplines and everything. Well, the first thing at the top there right now on their new, little news application, it says Horse Radio, and you can stream our shows right from there. And, of course, you can continue also to listen on your iPhone through iTunes. You can subscribe to our shows and have them downloaded to the podcast section of your iPhone as well. So we thank Hallway Feeds for providing us that iPhone application. And uh, the second thing I wanted to mention was... We have a lot of people, Uncle Jimmy, who listen to all the shows. And right now, if they want to listen through their iPod or MP3 player through iTunes or Zoom, they have to subscribe to each show separately. Well, as of right now, you, we have started a feed, uh, what we're calling a new master feed, where it's for the Horse Radio Network, where you subscribe to one 
place. You just do one subscription and you can all the shows that we put out, every single one of them, as soon as they come out, will be downloaded to your player. So you don't have to subscribe separately to every one. It's just going to make it a little more convenient for those of you that are crazy enough to listen to all of our shows, which is, which is getting more difficult. Uncle Jimmy, you know, we have eight on the network, so... It's getting a, little, getting a little harder to listen to all of them now. And then the other thing is we have a new logo and a new look here at the Horse Radio Network, and we're so proud of it. Sherry Wood from the Orion Group here in Lexington, Kentucky, put a new logo together for us, and it is cute as the Dickens, and we are so excited about it. And basically, if you go to horseradionetwork.com, you'll see it. We've redesigned that site. And we're rebranding the Horse Radio Network a little bit to be a little bit more fun. The original logo was something I had made when there was one show, and I'm not a graphic artist. So we finally decided it was time to have the professionals do it. And the little microphone she designed has just been, it's just gotten rave reviews. It's its cute as could be. So check it out at horseradionetwork.com. Well, I think that's all the show notes for today or all the notes I needed to go over. Let's get Kathleen on right after these words from Omega Alpha, our title sponsor, and we're thrilled to have them on board as well. And then we're going to be back with Kathleen from Kathleen's Wild Ride. She's riding across the United States on her two Appaloosas, and we're going to get caught up what happened in the last week. Well, Helena, Omega Alpha Pharmaceuticals creates only natural health products. Their scientists, guided by Dr. Gordon Chang, formulate a wide variety of mainly herbal health products to address many equine health problems. And I have on the line here Kyle Carter, who is an international eventer and well-known throughout the eventing world, who uses Omega Alpha products. Kyle, I understand that you started using uh, Omega Alpha about a year ago. Yeah, I've, I've been using it for about a year and have noticed a remarkable difference in the horses that have been on it. And then um, if, they've, if they've come off of it, the horse's health always has been better on it. Um, it's one of the few supplement companies that I wholeheartedly believe in. Well, thank you, Kyle. You know, Omega Alpha brings consumers the perfect marriage of nature and science. Look for all of their products at retailers nationwide or visit their website at omegaalpha.ca. That's omegaalpha.ca. Well, Uncle Jimmy, we're back, and uh, you, you, you were not aware of Kathleen uh, before I chatted with you yesterday, were you? No, you know, I, I kept uh, thinking I'd seen something on her, but I was not sure where I read it. It was just something that, that, that I saw about this girl going across the United States, and I thought, wow, that, uh, that takes a lot of, um, what do I say? Yeah. Hutzpah. It takes a lot to do that. <laughs> it takes a lot of hutzpah and, and, uh, yes. and, and, and a lot of Band-Aids, I think. Um, for the horses and her. But we're going to get her on here. Let's say hi to her, and then you'll get to meet Kathleen, and, and probably you're going to hear cars going and trucks going by and her swatting at flies. That's usually what happens when we talk to her. So, so here we go. Well, hi, Kathleen, and welcome back to the Stable Scoop Show. We missed you last week, but we had your good friend Mary on, and she got us caught up. So tell us now, you're, what town are you in now? Where, where can we look on the map? I am in Diamondville, Wyoming. Diamondville, Wyoming, and I know you spent a couple days in a town called Kemper, right? Kemmerer. Kemmerer. Okay, Kemmerer. And I know you spent some time at the library there, so I, I saw pictures of that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, you had some changes since we talked to you last. One of them is which horse you're riding. Yeah, I'm currently sitting on top of Delightful here in the parking lot that I'm talking to you guys from. Now, that's the baby. 
That's the baby. This is her second ride this trip. And she it's, she it's was she was broke, but she hadn't been ridden a whole lot, right? Yeah, she was broke. Um, she got broke a year and a half ago for three months, and then thrown out to pasture. And then she was being ridden by a friend of mine for several months before the trip, but never been ridden off the property. Wow! And only been ridden by two people, and you know, never had a horse pack next to her, been near traffic, anything. <laughs> so amazing. How old is the How old is the baby, Kathleen? She's four and a half. Okay. And riding through cities and over mountains and getting bit by the biggest flies you've ever seen in your life and mosquitoes. And uh... <laughs> well, the mosquitoes is her one downfall. She almost fell down on me when we were riding into camera because the mosquitoes had got us after dark again, and she had an absolute conniption fit and was throwing her head and kicking and jumping sideways. And it's like you aren't paying attention to where you're walking, and we're going to die. But she actually managed to keep her feet. She got pretty good balance. <laughs> Well, you're going to be able to do rodeos after this trip. <laughs> you can stay on for that eight seconds. Well, I think I could do any rodeo that involves a duck. If there's a duck rodeo out there. I'm down with it. <laughs> so now, what are your so how you've gone you've gone pretty far actually since we looked last. I'm look or since we actually spoke to you last. Um, and but you're you're heading into some pretty desolate country. What's the plan now? Well, it's the biggest issue for me on this trip has always been my horse's safety, you know, and I only do what's best for them. And so I think what I'm going to do is right now I'm on my way to riding to Rock Springs, which is about a three-day ride, and then I'm going to try and get somebody to haul me across the big desolate open spaces, which is Rock Springs to Rollins and Rollins to Wyoming. Sorry, somebody just yelled, hi, lady on the horse. (laughs) (laughs) You probably get a lot of that kind of stuff, don't you? (laughs) Well, they did an article on me in the paper, and it came out this morning. Oh, so you're a local <laughs> star is what it is. Yeah, now people don't look at me like I'm that weird, creepy lady walking around town. Now I'm that cool lady who's riding across the country. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do this, Uncle Jimmy? How, uh, how, how, how do you think your horse is going to do when uh, one of the big grizzes come out and talk to you? Oh, she's worried about that, actually. <laughs> when one of the grizzlies? Yeah. Well, that's why we're in southern Wyoming. I was going to go northern route, and I could ride the entire state, but I have no desire to have to shoot a grizzly bear on my trip, and I'd have to go borrow a rifle to do it because I don't pack a rifle. Well, they say they say if you play play like you're dead, they won't bother you. Oh, that's yeah, great, but know, she's got think... horses with her. <laughs> You've got to teach your horses that, that too, though. <laughs> I know, so... <laughs> They would have liked to play dead a couple times on this trip. Because <laughs> well, Bailey has been playing lame, because I'll get up in the morning to get ready to go, and she'll be walking around into her paddock, you know, trotting back and forth, perfectly sound, and then I'll put a halter on her and walk her out, and she'll be dead lame. <laughs> like, four-footed lame, can barely move, oh, I'm dying. Funny how that works. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, she reminds me of a dog I had growing up. Well, how's she doing as the pack horse now? Is she liking that she better? I think she is. I think she'd rather have another two weeks off, you know, to heal up the rest of the way. But her wound on her, her withers is almost, I mean, it's almost done draining. It's starting to close up. You can push on it. It doesn't hurt her. So she's good to go as a pack horse. And the pack load I pack is very light. It's only 70 pounds with a saddle. Well, and it sounds like you're, you're enjoying riding the baby anyway. You know what? She is far more comfortable than her mother. 
Well, good. Misty Kid is an amazing horse, and she's, you know, I put any kid I have in my group on her and take her to she'd go win a championship over fences. Well, like, now, Helena's... Not horse <laughs> <laughs> right. Helena's not here right now, so I can ask about the bacon cheeseburger uh, quest. Have we, uh, do we have a new winner, or what, who's still the favorite here? No, we don't. I actually had one when I got to town. It was a very good bacon cheeseburger, but I'm sorry, Abby, at the Sidewinder Bar and Grill in Murtaugh, she still holds it. That was fabulous. No, uh, I do say... The best steak I have had so far has been in Kimmer. You that can, was a perfectly cooked ribeye. It was fantastic. You can tell Uncle Jimmy that she's starving along the way here. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> now, okay, I have to tell you that I came into town when I rode over from Cokeville. I was told by everybody I needed to take the BLM shortcut. You know, it knocked 10 to 12 miles off my trip. Well, it does if you know which side roads on the BLM roads to take. If you don't, it's 42 miles, and that makes it only two miles shorter than the highway. Plus, you have to get on and off to open and close 12-plus cattle guard gates, oh, which takes 15 minutes a shot. So it actually took me three hours longer. <laughs> I found myself, after I finally got to the road, standing in the center of the road at 11 o'clock at night, and I didn't remember stopping. And oh, so wow. I decided that I had best to knock on a door and see if somebody would put me up for the night. And so that's what I did. And there's a very, very, very kind gentleman named Ken Moon. After I burst his tears and laughed hysterically at the same time, so I could put my horse in his pasture and sleep in That must be some sight to get a knock on that door at 11 o'clock at night with you standing there crying and laughing. Well, I wasn't crying and laughing when he opened the door. He's like, can I help you? And I went, hi, my name's Kathleen. And then I burst into tears and then started laughing and then went on to explain what I wanted. <laughs> you have to know that it also opened up and poured on me, and I hadn't packed, been wearing my raincoat because it was supposed to be 92 all day. And the storm blew in, the temperature dropped to 50, and I got soaked for about 40 minutes straight and got a little hypothermic because I was shaking so bad I could barely sit in the saddle. So I had to get off and put my coat on, so by the time I got there, I was still wet. Jeez, <laughs> so Kathleen. I was a little tired and a little cranky. He was a very nice man who let me sleep in his barn and gave me a Coke. <laughs> it's a little oh things, my. Kathleen. It's a little things. <laughs> now, what would be your? What's your? I had this question actually. Somebody had uh, asked, "What? What? What is your ideal mileage for a day? What do you enjoy doing?" And then when it goes over that, it gets to be a pain in the ass, literally. I am actually really starting to like thirty to thirty-five miles. Really? Wow. Because I know for at the beginning oh. it was twenty twenty-five, so you're definitely picking it up the pace 35. a little. Yeah. Yeah, 30 to 35 miles, it actually does not bother me at all. I usually walk 5 to 10 of it, you know, ride the rest of it, and I'm not stiff or sore when I get off. The horses are happy. We're all doing good. Anything over 40, Whoa. 45, yeah, I'm a little stiff. They're okay. They can still trot around after we get done. Everything over 50, we just basically all want to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kathleen, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk. I know that uh, I know that you've had some interesting days, and we encourage people to check out your blog. We have links to it on our, our website and show notes, and also they can follow you on Facebook. Just search for Kathleen's Wild Ride, and that yep. Mary and Jay and you have all been keeping that very up to date, which is really nice. <laughs> and you have quite the following starting there now, so. So we're glad yeah, of that, too. <clears throat> yeah. 
Marianne did an awesome job. I don't thank them enough. Well, and oh she, she was on last week, and I think that came out pretty well. So we're going to let you get back to riding because you're holding the phone, holding the horse, holding the reins, and trying not to fall off all at the same time. So, you know. oh, actually, I'm trying to dodge this really huge creepy bug that's flying at me. <laughs> Jeez. I can just picture this. Well, thing. Kathleen. When when this this ride is all done and you finally get to your destination, you'll have to let me know. I will send you a whole bunch of my Uncle Jimmy balls and buns and Mickey things, and you can give them to your horse because oh. they'll deserve it. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, Kathleen. You have a good week. I like them. All right, we're not going there. It's a family show. Uh, Kathleen, <laughs> Kathleen, have a great week. Be safe. <laughs> well, how about that, Uncle Jimmy? You think you could hop on a couple Appaloosas and ride across the country? Well, I tell you what, anything, she's talking about anything past 35 miles, and um, she's okay. Anything past one hour for me, and I'm, that's it, I'm done. Put me in a car seat and take me home. So <laughs> I'm with I, you. my hat goes out to her. <laughs> you know, and she's not, you know, she's doing this for herself. It, the, the only motivation she really had was this was on her bucket list, and she finally decided it was time to do it. Um, I think it's taking her a little longer than she thought. She's run into some issues, like like you're always doing things like this. But one of the things that she said right there and that she is serious about is she will stop and rest for days for her horses. If her horses need a break, she takes a break. So so that's, that's something I commend her for is this trip is all about keeping her horses safe and sound. And, you know, she mentioned there that she's going to be uh, trailering across lots of Wyoming, and that's because the area that she's coming into, there's just nothing. It's just hills and valleys and nothing. No towns, no people, just a lot of nothing. So she's right. she just a little afraid that if something happened in, in those sections with the horses, like you mentioned, bears. Um, you know, and she's seen a lot of wildlife, but I don't think she's come across a bear yet. And she's just a little concerned for the safety of the horses. So I commend her for for caring that much to, uh, to, to you know, trailer across that part of that state. I think, I think it's called good sense. Just yes. plain old common good sense and, and the care for your animals, too. And you've uh, flown so over. when she said safety. Oh, yes. You've flown over that I part fly, of Wyoming. I mean, <laughs> there's just nothing It's unbelievable. There. I sit there and I think about Lewis and Clark going across and everything else, going across the United States, period. And I, I think, how did they do that? You know, so... It's amazing. You fly, you know, when you're heading west there out of Chicago and you're flying over that area, over Wyoming and uh, that section, you just keep flying and you keep looking out the window going, this is never going to end. You know, I didn't realize there was that much open space in the United States. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then you sit there and you think to yourself, they say we're getting overcrowded. Where's all the people? Exactly. (laughs) Especially like her when she needs them. There's no one there, you know, so... Well, good, good good luck there in the next week, Kathleen. As we said, you can follow her on her blog or at uh, or at Facebook. You just search for Kathleen's Wild Ride and become a fan, and they're keeping it up to date every day. A couple times a day they do updates over there. So, so Mary, uh, thanks for doing that, and thanks for keeping an eye on your friend, uh, and we wish her the best of luck over the next week. Well, we are coming up. We are coming up on a, a fun... We're going to be talking to the owner of a fun show. He's been doing it for years and years and years. And it's called... 
It's called The Wild West Show, and it is. it sounds like a lot of fun. I've seen videos from it. I've not seen the show myself. But it's everything you would imagine a Wild West show to be. And he's been, he's, they've performed at numerous places around the country. Uh, I want to be on one of the chuck wagon races myself. I think that would be a blast uh, doing a chuck wagon race. Although I don't know how safe that would be for me. But it, I think it would be a blast. It would be a lot of fun. And we're going to get to that. Where's your seatbelt? Exactly. <laughs> Velcro butt. <laughs> and we're going to get to that right after these words from Equestrian Collections. For over a year now, we've been telling you about all the cool things happening at Equestrian Collections and the variety and selection of products they have at fantastic prices. But today, we want to talk to you a little bit about their social networking and what a community they have built on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search for Equestrian Collections, you're going to find that over 20,000 fans are now following Equestrian Collections on Facebook. And, And the reason is they have a dynamic community built over there. You know, on uh, most store sites, most company sites on Facebook will just promote product and things like that. That's not what happens on Equestrian Collections. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, but mostly it's the community sharing pictures, talking about stories, asking questions of each other. It's an active, vibrant community, like a little forum right there on Facebook. Search for Equestrian Collections on Facebook or stop over to equestriancollections.com for all of your horse and rider needs. Well, Uncle Jimmy, uh, uh, Helena was with me. Uh, we recorded this interview last week. We, we got these gentlemen on the phone, and, and we recorded this interview for the Wild West Show. So we want everybody to take a listen and learn a little bit about the Wild West. Well, hi, Don and Max, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Hey, thanks We played a little Wild West music earlier when we were introducing this segment just to get us all in the mood. I like that. <laughs> Don, you are you are the founder of the Wild West Show, aren't you? The, it's actually the Great American Wild West Show. Um, yeah, sometimes I hate to admit that, but I, I really am. I'm the, uh, the the founder and the uh, creator and the uh, stall cleaner and uh, <laughs> everything that happens. I, I guess that's me. Yeah, that usually happens when you're the boss. Um, yeah, when, when you're the boss. Actually, my wife is the boss, so I do what she tells me. There you go. <laughs> How about that, Alina? Do you like that? <laughs> I do. I like that. You're, yeah, you're you just going have. for all the points you can get here, Don. He's uh, a smart yeah, man, Glenn. <laughs> Yeah, see, see, Helena, you should be so lucky to have a guy like me and Max. If you could just find a guy like Max and I who listens to our wives, you'd you'd have the world by the tail. <laughs> you know, what I need. You know what I need to do is find my husband a cowboy hat, get him in the mood. That's right, the boots just, too. Just, just trade him for a better husband. Oh. <laughs> don't, oh. don't, don't, I know him, so we don't want to do that. Hey, Don, tell us a little bit about the history of uh, the Great American Wild West show. How did it get started? Well, it, it got started. Uh, when I was asked by uh, people who run the Houston Livestock Show in, uh, in the Astrodome and, and all of that big, humongous complex down there in the, um, I think it was like the late 80s, they had, had called to ask me if I could put together what we called at that time a contract act or a specialty act 
and uh, then in a couple of years, I began to call it a Wild West show because it was easier to to, to sell and to, to actually explain at that point. And they 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 wanted a uh, 45 minutes, uh, 50 minute version of of this type of entertainment to go in one of their arenas that was was really not being used at like six o'clock each night for a couple of weeks during during the Houston Livestock Show. And so I did, and uh, just basically took took uh, some great acts like like Max and and other people that that I had worked with for many many years, and created this show. It was very simple at that time. We we added spotlights and and added the show biz part of it instead of what people normally had been doing over the years with with this kind of entertainment is is throwing acts in the arena with you know just open arenas and and, and there they are and there they go we added that showbiz kind of sparkled and pizzazz to all of it and and really made it a production and although at that that point it was a small production but very effective and people loved it we uh, i have some home video of, of some of the of the uh, the shows that that we did down there over the eight or nine or ten years, and on on those home videos, I I shot the crowds as they were coming in to to take their seats, and this place only held a, a couple thousand, and and we would literally end up before the night was over with with uh, five, six, seven, even ten thousand people literally lined up and holding their kids on their shoulder to see mm-hmm. over the the person standing in front of them to see this little show that we were doing. And it, it really caught on, and and uh, fair managers, state fair managers, and and people who uh, had entertainment venues across the country would would come to to Houston and see what we were doing, and uh, liked it. And they began to just ask if we could, if I could bring that type of show to their fair or to their uh, event. And of course we could. And that's really how it started from from a small version, a very simple but but very effective entertaining version at the Houston Livestock Show in the late 80s to what now is a two-hour production with sometimes over a hundred performers and a hundred animals in the show in in big huge arenas all across the country so so you do travel so you yes we do we we've always traveled now we we started actually doing the road shows and I think uh, 1996 we went into the uh, the Ohio State Fair for two or three years, and the Minnesota State Fair, which are the two of the biggest state fairs in the country. And uh, since that time, we literally have gone from coast to coast. We we ended up one year in Long Island, New York, at a, at the town called Montauk, and did a special event there. Max was was with us at that point, and uh, was a big part of it. Uh, a big festival called Teddy Roosevelt Rough Rider Days, and we had uh, Dick Cavett, the, the, the legendary talk show host, was in our show, and John Davidson, the actor and singer, was in our show, and, and uh, other celebrities. So we go from coast to coast. One one year, we, we actually went from, uh, <clears throat> from Long Island, and then we went into Delaware, and then the next week we were in uh, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the next week to uh, like Salt Lake City and the next week to Santa Rosa, California and then, you know, back across the country on the way back. So we've been literally from ocean to ocean with this show. And you know what's amazing, Helena, is they use these stagecoaches to haul all the stuff between the shows. That was my very next question. (laughs) That must be some sight to see your, your whole production moving across the country. How do you guys travel? Well, we travel. Uh, we travel sort of in almost in a caravan. Each each individual performer, and and I have performers in the show handpicked 
that I consider the, the very best at what they do in their specific area, whether it's a trick roper or a Roman writer like Max or uh, a quip cracker or a gun shoot artist or uh, uh, trick writers. I've, I've known all of these entertainers uh, for many, many years because I came out of that world before I started this show, and most of them we've worked together for for many, many years. So I, I handpicked the ones that I knew could could make this show as great as we wanted to make it. And each of the individuals, for instance, like Max lives in Nebraska. When when we have a show like the one coming up next month in Reno, Nevada, at the Nevada State Fair. Uh, which is now called the Nevada Territory Wild West Fair, Max will will bring his horses and his uh, rig, his big 50-foot horse-drawn rig, from his home in Nebraska, and we will all meet up in Reno. So everybody brings their individual horses and equipment and things they use oh. in their act for my show, and then we all end up at, at the place the show is going to be. We don't we don't all leave from one place. We just all come from different parts of the country. And Max, you, uh, you're. In, how long have you been doing the shows with Don? Um, let's see. I think the the first one I worked. It's been about thirteen, fourteen years. I was trying to think myself. It's time flies by, but it's been thirteen, fourteen, maybe fifteen years that uh, uh, I've been going with Don. And and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a quite a ride. And and uh, you know, I come from pretty simple uh raising on a ranch and farm out in colorado and and uh and then doing this and and uh it's it's quite a little bit different than that i i wouldn't change anything for the world i you know i owned an acting company for a long time we did a lot of different shows and you know we, as you said you have a real job you're a cowboy i mean you you work the ranch and do your thing but there's nothing like the thrill and adrenaline of being in front of all those people and 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 actually performing in front of all those people and you didn't have to be born to it to for the, for that to get in your blood do you uh, that's exactly right, because, like I say, being raised on a little farm and ranch out in eastern Colorado, uh, we'd have a county fair that uh, had a, a professional rodeo come in there, and they would have trick riders and trick ropers and horse acts and things like that. And uh, I guess that's what always kind of caught my eye, and, and I could see how the crowd responded to all that, and I thought, boy, that'd be kind of neat to be out there and have everybody applauding for you and all that. So <laughs> I'd, I'd go home and... And uh, like the Roman riding, where you're standing on top of two horses, uh, heck, I was about 10 or 11 years old, and, and I thought that looked like fun. So I went home and just got a couple ranch horses together. And, of course, none of us knew what we were doing. I, I knew that, uh, what <laughs> the end result I wanted thing. to get. But, uh, so I ended up getting a couple of ranch horses together out behind the barn so nobody could see me. Cause I, <laughs> Smart man. I mom, picture a lot of torn jeans is what I picture. Yeah. <laughs> so no yeah. one can see you and no one can save you. <laughs> well, uh, my main concern is so nobody could see me. <laughs> and and uh, so anyway, I got to where I could stand up on those two horses and, and gallop them around. And, and uh, so one day I came down by the house there and, and I think my mom was out putting out laundry on the clothesline, <laughs> and uh, she dropped uh, the clothes bag and everything else. But by that time, it was too late to stop me. I was <laughs> on my way, and and uh, from then on, I just got to working at it harder and harder all the time. And and then I started trick roping and and uh, doing things like that. So it's just kind of interesting to to go back and think 
you know, simple start like that's led me to going overseas and, and uh, being in a movie and, and things like that. So it, it's interesting. Now, you also have a unique role during the show, too, in that you play Buffalo Bill and a couple other characters. Yeah, that that's right. Uh, kind of the way the Buffalo Bill uh, thing got started was back in 95, I was a stunt double for Peter Coyote in a two-night miniseries on CBS called Buffalo Girls. And uh, he played Buffalo Bill in the movie, and I was his stunt double. And uh, there's part of the show there where when he took the show to England for the Queen, uh, to start his show, he come running in there on two white horses, standing up on them. And so that was me and my white horses. So that was my claim to fame of being in a movie and everything. And, of course, Reba McIntyre played uh, Annie Oakley, and Angelica Houston was Calamity Jane. And so that was uh, quite a deal for me. And, and so then... Uh, is after that that uh, I got to play in uh, Buffalo Bill in the Wild West show. It was just kind of a natural fit. And uh, then after that, it was uh, Wyatt Earp and, and uh, played that figure as well. So now you're a cowboy. Do you have the big old mustache? I mean, Buffalo Bill, big old mustache. No, I can't grow a big old mustache. <laughs> I, have, I have to add all that on. And, and uh, you know, like I say, yeah, I'm a cowboy. When I'm home, I'm uh, uh uh, training horses and and uh, I'll ride a lot of colts for people and and uh, you know uh, go to Brandon's where you drag calves to the fire at Brandon time and and so it's just uh, yeah I'm a working cowboy but I you know this entertaining has just become a way of life as well and and uh, I guess I like the combination so far. Now what kind of horses do you use for your uh, do you use quarter horses or what do you use for your for for most of your acts in the show? Uh, the horses I use, they're paint horses, uh, which they can have quarter horse breeding in them and uh, maybe some thoroughbred breeding. But uh, these paint horses, a couple of them, they're paints, but they're solid white. Uh, you can't see the color on them until you get up close, and it might be hidden somewhere. But uh, I've got two solid white horses, and then I've got a black and white horse that uh, I do some shooting and bullwhips on, too. But uh, I, you- I, like the, I like the paints because of the color. What do you use to uh, to get those green spots out? <laughs> green and brown and yellow. There's the practical Helena speaking there. Well, yeah. I had a paint with a lot of white on them, and my gosh, it was like 23 hours a day I was scrubbing his coat yeah. to keep it white. What do you do? Uh, there's a product out there they call elbow grease. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need like 12 a, elbows, though. There's the cowboy answer for you. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know, I... That is a, a problem. Those white horses are high maintenance uh, as far as keeping clean, and and uh, you just like every time I walk by the stall, you're looking in there to see if there's a pile you need to clean out because yep. that makes makes future cleaning a lot easier. But there's products out there, you know, whiteners and things like that uh, to keep them clean. Um, so it's just whatever you can do. It, it they're high maintenance, but they look good out there. So I guess that's uh, the most important thing to me. As most actors and actresses are, you know. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what other acts are in the show, Don? What kind of things? I see you have, uh, do you have uh, wagon races here, do I see? Yeah, we do. In, in, uh, in most all the shows we have, we, uh, we have uh, chuck wagon races. Oh, that that'd be very... so much fun, Helena. I want to be at a chuck wagon during a race. Oh, I need to yeah, go to a but... Wild West. Would you throw me out there with my cowboy hat on? 
uh, guarantee you can have you can have the driver's seat, and and instead of uh, our four horses on each wagon, we'll hook up ten for you. Oh, there we go, Helena. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> but, but Let's go to Nevada. Have, we, have, <laughs> we we have a lot of uh, different acts. We uh, we've done this show so many times and over so many years and so many places. We we have our key basic elements of performers, of which Max is one, and he's always there doing what, what he does, but we're always mixing in new acts and new things and new twists and turns. So we, we've really had, uh, I, I think, most every spectacular uh, Western act that you can imagine in our show. Some are individuals and some with or without horses or animals. And it just runs the gamut. We, the, the whole idea came from, from Buffalo Bill, and, and we don't ever promote this show as the Buffalo Bill show. And and even though we, we, we put the costumes on Max and, and he symbolizes the Buffalo Bill character, it's more of a of a salute to Buffalo Bill as the king of the Western showman and the, and the man who started all of this Western entertainment. So we would never, uh, I would never try to emulate or recreate what Buffalo Bill did or had in his shows in all those years back in the 18 and early 1900s because it's a different time. There, there's some things that, that, we, that we don't want to do and we, we don't care to do, but, but for the most part, it's, it's an ensemble of entertainers of all kinds of Western acts and entertainers in one arena at one time uh, as family entertainment that literally you can't see anywhere. There's, there's no other show like what we do, the Great American Wild West show. There's little bits and pieces of, of uh, Western entertainment that you'll see at different places, but nothing uh, like what we do for this full couple of hours, just wham, bam, and it's nonstop. And, and the audiences love it. They bring their, they bring their kids and their grandkids. It's uh, people that grew up with the Western movies and Roy Rogers and Gene Autry and The Lone Ranger, and we work a, a lot of those things into the show also with a salute to the Silver Screen Cowboys. And we've literally looked up in, in the audiences and, and seen grown men with tears in their eyes because it, it brings back a lot of great times in their life and, and they show their grandkids and their kids uh, that kind of world that they've never seen before. And we have autographs after each show, Max and, and the entertainers will assemble at an autograph area and we've literally had, had lines that lasted two and three hours of thousands of people lined up to come up to Max and, and get a poster and get his autograph. It's, it's unbelievable what the, the reaction that we get from the audiences all across the country when they when they see this. What a great yeah. feeling that yeah. you can bring yeah. that to these people again and again and again and again, and it keeps you going, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it, that, that's the thing that, that we would... My, my idea was, was to put together the, the biggest and greatest show of its kind of our time for this for this day and time in the 21st century and that that would people would love you know we we don't do anything uh, sleight of hand it's everything is real and like so many other uh, other things that you see out there it's it's made up with with people pretending to be uh, a performer or pretending to be a cowboy where our show is full of the real people who do this all their life, and and it's just a natural-born talent, and it, it that was given to them to perform, just like Max. He he's the real deal, and, and everybody in the show 
are real people and real performers, not just make-believe people in costumes. Well, I wanted to say, too, that uh, we've been talking a lot about cowboys. You have your share of cowgirls in this show, too, from what I've seen in the pictures. Yeah, we sure do. We have we have uh, uh, trick riding is a very important and fun, uh, exciting part of, of the Great American Wild West show. It's and, and it usually involves more uh, girls than it does boys. We'll have like five trick riders, and three of them would would be girl trick riders, and it, it's just really a great part of the show. And and we have uh, you know we have characters uh, like Miss Kitty. Uh, in the show, in the stagecoach, and so there are a lot of ladies in our show doing a Calamity Jane uh, presentation and Annie Oakley presentation, so girls and, and ladies are a big part of what we do. Does it make you want to get in a skirt, Helena? I always want to wear a skirt and cowboy boots. <laughs> now I just want to ride in them. <laughs> now hey, t- I just had a good idea. We'll make Helena Annie Oakley, and she will. she can bring her her 45 pistol and her carbine rifle, and she can shoot the apple off of uh, Glenn's head. Oh, yeah, I'll I love that, that idea. Oh, wait, no. If I come back, if I could do my life again, I would totally, that would be my career. Oh, my God, riding at super fast speeds with a gun. Something about Helena putting a gun at my head really makes me nervous. <laughs> it makes a one show would be really great anyway. I don't know about yeah, that. We'd run, yeah, we'd have, have a hard time getting help. <laughs> uh, on second thought, I'm not coming. This, yeah, the other great thing about this show, I wanted to stress, you know, and uh, Don, he kind of touched on a little bit uh, about uh, people not seeing it or hear about it and everything else. The thing about this is uh, there's also kind of a storyline behind it, and it's very educational as well, and, and people can bring their families and learn about how they may have heard uh, shoot out the OK Corral or something like that or maybe read books, but here they get to see kind of how it it all happened. And, and uh, then you have your Texas Longhorns, and, you know, there's a lot of visual stuff there that uh, has come out of history and, and uh, is very educational, and, uh, you know, in that respect. How many like- horses will there be in the show? It, it varies from uh, almost every every show that we take to the different cities and the different venues. Uh, it, it depends on on the budget. When when people say a state fair uh, calls and said we want your show at our state fair, but we only we only have a, a limited amount of budget and we may not need the full two hours. We might need the hour and forty five minute version. So in that case, we might have four or five less horses than we would at a place that we that we would be, do a, a bigger package and and uh, have more. At some at some uh, places, we have uh, over a hundred animals, wow. including you know, horses and, and longhorn uh, cattle and and even buffalo and different animals. And other ones, we might have fifty or, or sixty. So it it sort of depends on where we go and and the uh, the amount of space we have to work with in in different arenas, but for the most part, it's, it's uh, you know, 40, 50 uh, animals and that many performers is sort of an average average uh, show, but we do, we have done it with, with twice that many. Okay, and where do people, um, where can they find you? I mean, uh, you're going to be in Nevada coming up, but yeah, where, we'll, else, where else can we yeah, expect we'll, to find your show? We'll, we'll be in, in Reno, Nevada in, in the last week of August, the 26th, 7th, and 8th at what 
has always been known as the Nevada State Fair, but this year they have changed the name, and from this point on, that state fair will be known as the Nevada Territory Wild West Fair, and it's it's all Western. They're bringing in James Drury, the Virginian from the old TV series, as special guest, and everything there, most everything will be uh, on a Western theme. And uh, we have a website. People can go to our website and find out, you know, show dates and all kind of information and uh, pictures of Max and all the performers at www.greatamericanwildwestshow.com. And uh, right now, uh, I live in Branson, Missouri, for the last five years, and and we moved here, my wife and I, uh, in the hopes that we will be able to build our own facility, our own arena, indoor, state-of-the-art lighting and sound and spectacular scenery for this show, the Great American Wild West Show, to sit here and perform day after day after day in this tourist town that attracts 8 million people. So that's why we live here is for that reason. That would be a perfect place for it, too. I really think so. Well, this has been fun, guys. I'll tell you what. This I, I had goosebumps when we were talking about this because I do miss uh, the whole performing in front of the audience thing. We don't we don't get that much here on on the radio. We don't really get the cheering and clapping unless Helena claps for me occasionally. But mostly, I think she's just trying to shoot apples off my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, busted. <laughs> so, and Don's been trying to get me killed this whole interview. So. Um, we, we do appreciate it. This sounds like a whole lot of fun, and I hope one day we can, we, Helene and I can get out to see a show and ride a chuck wagon. Well, I hope, that, I hope someday soon we can bring the show up into your part of the country. There's a lot of, a lot of great uh, fairs and festivals and, and, uh, and coliseums in your part of the country that we would really hope to get into uh, sometime soon. And, and when we do, you, uh, you both have a, a VIP invitation uh, to drive the wagon to to do whatever you want to do you you just name it and we'll make it happen for you oh he's going to be sorry it'll be the comedy it'll be the serious comedy portion let me tell you if you have us driving wagons (laughs) 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 we better start making some phone calls and see who wants to host this show around here Uh, i know you know we got to get him into the big e up there uh in massachusetts uh i'm thinking madison square garden forget the big e let's go to the big m (laughs) well thank you guys (laughs) <laughs> this kind of thing would really go great in New York. Uh, Buffalo Bill took his show in New York in, in, the, in his days, and, and it, was, uh, it was great. And uh, there's just all kind of opportunities up there in your part of the country for us. I, I do. I think folks back east need to, uh, we need a good, solid dose of, of Western life. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. And we can give it to them, I guarantee <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, on guys. The phone now. We appreciate it. Thank you well, very thank- much. Yeah, thank Thanks. you for having us. Enjoyed it. It was a pleasure. Well, those two are a lot of fun, Uncle Jimmy. They are a lot of fun. We had a great time. And, of course, Helena likes cowboys. She just likes talking to any cowboy. It don't matter. <laughs> so, you know, you and your big hat there, when she meets you in a couple of weeks, she, she's going she's gonna to love you to death. She just loves cowboys. I'm looking forward to seeing her because the, the first interview we had, I couldn't get over because every time she asked a question, the only thing she could do is laugh. I know. So she's, I, <laughs> <laughs> she is fun. I mean, she's fun to work with, too. I'm very privileged to have her as a co-host for sure. We, we, have, we have gotten very lucky and here at the Horse Radio Network. We have some great co-hosts on all of the different shows that we have. So, you know, we, we've just been lucky. I don't know. It's lucky, and it's part lucky, and it's part, you know, doing our research ahead of time and, and uh, 
you know, and screening people and looking for the right people for the right jobs. And so we've been very fortunate that way, and we're very happy about that. Speaking of the right thing for the right time, I got a new horse, Uncle Jimmy. What did you get? I, we bought our first ever quarter horse, actually. Um, you'll be happy to know. Very good. What's the bloodline? Do you have it? I have no idea. He's a trail horse. Um, I don't care either. Okay. We bought him as a trail horse because we needed some a family horse that either one of us could ride or that we could you know throw friends on. So he's a been okay. there, done yet, ten year old uh, quarter horse. He's a redhead, so we had to change his name. His name was Cookie, and and uh, I have some bad history with the name Cookie. So. So we had to change the name. So we changed it to Beaker. If you've ever watched the Muppets, Beaker's the red-headed one uh, who works with Dr. <laughs> Honeydew that gets blown up all the time. So that's what we named oh, him. <laughs> we thought that was appropriate oh, for me to have a horse named Beaker. Um, it just fits. Good. I'll tell you what. Uh, one thing that's very good is at the age, 10 yes. years old. Yes. That is that. Then now you don't have to worry about putting someone on it and getting hurt. And safety is the name of the game all the time. And uh, I think that's good. That's good. I'm, I, I wish you the best with that horse. Well, you know, we've had all these horses that we've really, when you're riding them, you really have to think about it or you're going to get dumped. And, you know, you have to work with right. them and you're constantly, in, you know, in training mode. We just wanted, uh, you know, to add to the collection, we wanted a horse that you could just get on and ride. You know, uh, and, you know, you could go on a trail ride and not have to worry about it. Um, so that's so that's why we decided to go this route with this one. And I actually have pictures on Facebook uh, up at the Stable Scoop page on Facebook. You can just search for Stable Scoop uh, and, and find them there. So anybody wants to check that out, they can. He's a lot of fun. We, we're, we're enjoying him and we're enjoying owning a quarter horse. He's a little guy, too. He's 15, too, which is not normal. I normally buy Percherons. So this is a difference. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> now I have to, I have to order my uncle Jimmy's licking things. I need I need some horse treats for my new horse, so I'm going to have to place well, an order being, here. Beings that we're going to run into each other next week at the uh, at the uh, horse show, we'll uh, just have to have you take a whole case home with you. All right, good. Well, I appreciate that, and I think Beaker will too. We'll, we'll have uh, we'll, so. we'll make sure we do Beaker reports on here and how he's enjoying his uncle Jimmy's. For sure. So now you have, uh, so what's going on over there at Uncle Jimmy's? You're full-time now. Full-time, yeah, quit the uh, flying game. And uh, actually it's been uh, 32 years with one airline and uh, 40 years total flying. So I think I'm, I'm pretty done with that. And uh, now I can dedicate my time to the new business and my horses, which I haven't really had time to, to spend with them. And... Uh, in fact, you were talking about a new horse, if you got one second. Everyone says, I wish I'd never sold that horse. I wish I'd never sold that horse. And if I ever had a chance to get one, get it back, I would. Yep. Just so happens I'm leaving tomorrow for Kentucky, and I'm picking up a horse that I bought um, years ago, and I sold him about four years ago. The girl wants to get rid of him. I'm taking him back home. Oh, really? So he's he's a pretty special boy to me too. So another quarter horse, and uh, so I'll be be able to spend a little more time with him now. Well, good. Well, you know there are those horses. I have a percher on too uh, that I would love if I you know if I could get him back, I would just because he was such a cool guy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now is this a trail ride um, one or did you use this one to compete? No, actually, I used this in, to compete, and uh, he always got me in the top ten. 
Uh, very, very special horse. Uh, you could um, you know, voice command, tell him what to do, and he'd do it. We used to play games together. Uh, just, just very. I'd never bonded with a horse like I'd, I've done with him. And he's a uh, he's an RX Coyote horse, and uh, anybody out there that that knows the cutting horses and so forth, RX Coyote was a was a pretty good uh, pretty good old guy. So, so how old is yeah, he? I'm looking forward to getting him back. He's now 14. Well, that's still he's still good age. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So you going to plan on just tra- trail riding him now? Is he going to retire out of competition? Yeah. Or? Well, yeah. I mean, maybe to some of the local shows, I'll do something. You know, just to chase around some cows and throw my hat at them and just act the fool. But that's about it. Nothing serious anymore. I'm uh, I'm, I'm a little bit too busy for that now. So that's uh, something you have to dedicate pretty much all your time to. So. And I just don't have it. I just enjoy riding. Well, Uncle Jimmy, are there any... I heard rumors, and I don't know if you're going to say or not, or if we're going to get the scoop here on the Stable Scoop show, if we're going to get the scoop on the scoop. Um, I hear rumors there's a new product coming out, and uh, I don't know if you're going to announce it yet, but I, I thought I'd catch you off guard with that one. Well, you kind of, <laughs> but i tell you what. Let's keep it a secret between me and you. Okay? All right, yeah, that's good. We have we don't have tens of thousands of listeners in forty two countries. Okay, cool. <laughs> what we're coming up with is the first in the United States sugar fruit boredom buster in the world. Uncle Jimmy's sugar fruit ball. Oh, really? And it should be coming out within. Uh, well, we're we're testing it now on my horses, and it should be coming out uh, hopefully within the month. Well, and what what you normally hold the, the those balls together with, or the horse treats like that, is molasses or some kind of sugary substance, right? Right. So, so you've right. replaced that sugary substance with a non-sugary substance. I'm assuming. Yes, super glue. No, no, <laughs> no. We're not we're not using super glue, folks. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we tried several several products and. Uh, well, really, it's not super glue. It, uh, it's glad uh, to hear that. <laughs> it's a product. It, it, it's actually a product that people use in uh, sugar-free candy, um, sorbitol. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, they'll use a product called Maltitol, which was not approved for horses. It's approved for people, dogs, cats, but not horses. So we found one that's sorbitol, and um, a little secret on how to use it. But once we uh, learned how to use it, it was approved for horses, and that is what is going to be in that product. Oh, can you say what the name's going to be? It's it's going to be Uncle Jimmy's uh, sugar-free hanging ball. Okay. It'll have the same packaging except. Uh, It'll be in blue, and it'll have sugar-free on it, and uh, you'll be able to tell right away when you see them both side by side. All right, cool. Well, congratulations. Expanding the product line. Thank you very much. Thank you. So you're going to have two different kinds of balls then? (laughs) Yes, we'll have two. Yes, sir. I'm I'm resisting. (laughs) I'm resisting all the jokes here, Uncle Jimmy. It's it's killing me. I think that's why we get along, Glenn. We kind of think alike. <laughs> just, it's just killing me. I want everybody to know I'm dying here. All right. Uh, and this is the point where the talk show host says, insert your own joke here. Uh, <laughs> be sure to listen next week as we have another great show planned for you. And hopefully we'll have Helena back. And again, we wish 
her family and her husband's family the very best. It was her father-in-law that died, and uh, he actually died while we were recording the Attack and Habit show the other day, and uh, so uh, we managed to get through that show, and it'll be up uh, next week, and don't forget to check out the Attack and Habit show, where we review all kinds of cool products, and it's because of Attack and Habit that we're going to be seeing Uncle Jimmy in person in a couple of weeks. We're going to the ADA uh, trade show, which is a big trade show for the horse world. All the wholesalers come in to meet the retailers and to to uh, bring out what products are new for the fall. And we're going to be there recording an hour-long Tack and Habit show every day in front of an audience from the Ada show. So that should be a lot of fun, and we're really looking forward to it. You'll be able to hear those on tackandhabit.com. And also, you can find all of our show notes at stablescoop.com for episode number 102. In two more weeks, we will have been doing this for two years, Uncle Jimmy, Helena and I. Amazing. Yeah. And tens of thousands of listeners around the world, and we thank you all for listening. And we would love to hear from you. Write us a note. You can send us an email. Just go to our website and follow the contact link at the top of the page. And we would also like to thank our sponsors, Omega Alpha and Equestrian Collections, and now Uncle Jimmy's. For being sponsors, <laughs> for being sponsors of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, we appreciate their support. Be sure to visit all the great shows at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Check out that new logo and let us know what you think. Well, Uncle Jimmy, we'll be back again next week, and we hope everybody has a safe ride. And thank you so much for joining me this week. My pleasure, sir, and we'll be talking to you shortly. 